The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. 10 past 9, you're with SFM 104 to 107. Don't forget, at 10 o'clock, the lovely KG is up with Seasons. So we started off this hour with the song Cardigans and Communication. Such a great song. And it's the choice of our guest presenter today. Who is he? Gary Rathbone. Who is Gary Rathbone? He's the general manager of SABC Sport. And under his leadership, Sports News Africa, the channel on SABC, was launched. We thought it would be good to talk to him, given that we have got so much sport going on at the moment. So much to keep us entertained. So much to keep us distracted as well. Gary hails from... uh, my side of the world, Etiquini and the like, or he certainly spent much time there, but he's also spent time in Nigeria, in Kenya, and in London. And not only is he a man who has sports in his blood, but it appears he has music in his blood as well. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. It's really great to be on with your show, Michelle. Thanks. It's an absolute pleasure. So, the cardigans, we always like to know what people start their hour with. It's a beaut of a song, but what uh, is it about it that uh, made you want to play it? Well, I think it's such a universal subject, I suppose, in many ways, communication. And I think it's a, the, what it's about, essentially, is um, something that many, I think, millions of people can, can, can really identify with. Um, I think, I mean, Nina Pearson is such a beautiful singer, and, and the lyrics that she writes, and it's, very, it's a very, very personal song if you know about the sort of frustration she had when she was in the band and, 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 and her own kind of relationships. And so it really speaks to that, you know, in, in a very, very elegant way. And as you say, I mean, it's a really beautiful song. It's a great arrangement. Um, and, and I think that it just ticks a lot of boxes for me about what a great song should be about. I mean, I've always tried to create songs from my own point of view that are both, you know, have a depth and meaning in the lyrics of some sort of, you know, power and presence. But at the same time, that it's accessible as well, you know, not to be sort of obscure and hide it behind too many, um, you know, complications. And I think a song like that really kind of speaks for that so well. And and I thought, you know, someone like Ina Pearson as a singer is one of my favourite singers and a songwriter. It made a great choice uh, to go with. So, Gary, you know what's interesting, and we are going to play one of your tracks a little bit later on in the show um, when we talk to uh, the man who does your publishing and your guests are very interesting ones as well. But we'll hold on that for a moment. You know, one of the things we were talking about as a team is here is Gary Rathbone, who is probably known best for all his work in the sporting world. And yet, as, as you've noted here, you have a passion for music. You write music, you sing music as well. And I wondered what your childhood was about. Which part of that uh, <laughs> spectrum were you swinging onto or swinging off? Well, I, I suppose growing up, you know, when I was a kid, there's only two things, ambitions that I had in life when I was growing up, was to either be a, a football star or a pop star, basically. And um, <laughs> so I suppose that in some ways I've kind of tried to sort of straddle both. You know, I mean, I had a bit of, at least I've, I've had the experience of being a sort of minor pop star for a short while, you know, when back in the days with the Spectres and, and our big yes. teddy bear that we had back then. Um, yeah. And that certainly was my initial ambition. Was always music is, is overriding ambition. But you know, at the same time, one needs to get a day job. And and I was fortunate enough to be able to develop a day job that ran along with another passion of mine, which was in, was football and certainly sport as a whole. Because I think sport is an incredible thing. Basically, it's a lot more than just a whole lot of sort of sweaty athletes all kind of you know getting up and in each other's grill kind of thing in a competitive way. I mean, it's such a powerful narrative that it tells, the, the way yeah. that it brings people together, 
and, and to be able to be involved with that as well and, and, and to share those narratives and, and get that across to people is to me is, you know, it's as exciting for me as, what, as, as it is with my, for music as well, basically. So I'm sure everybody's wondering, is he a Neymar man or is he a messy man? Um, it is very, that's an interesting question, but I'm actually a fellow man, actually. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, honestly, between man, if, if it's between Neymar and Messi, I'd go with Messi. I mean, Messi is just an extraordinary player. Um, you know, he does things, he pulls them right out the hat, that things that you just think, how the hell did he did they do that, you know? Um, and, and, and yeah, there's the, the, his quality and he's, he's an absolute uh, superstar. There's no doubt about that. But, uh, yeah, but I mean, you know, as a died in the wool, uh, Sort of diehard uh, red, basically Liverpool. Unfortunately, I'm unfortunately, well, my my choice was going to be Mo So we've thought of the coppers, but now what about the Euros? I do have to ask you, who's going to win um, Euro 2020? Well, well, I've been I've been tipping uh, Italy from the get go, basically, because uh, and and I knew that they were coming and coming on good uh, under Mancini. They came into the tournament with a, a long unbeaten run. When I saw that first game of theirs against Turkey, I was just overwhelmed. I'd never seen football. I haven't seen football like that played. I mean, I mean, I think for a long, long time. It, it yeah. was just like it was like um, Yoga Manita, total football and tiki taka all wrapped into one. It was like what I said to someone. It's like watching eleven ten-year-olds be let loose in a toy shop. They just looked like they were having absolute fun and just going, you know, just doing things that were just extraordinary. And I thought, yeah. this this is football as as it should be spoken, basically. And and I thought, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd be, hard, be interesting to see if any team can beat them. Um, so I, I, I've been tipping them from the beginning. I, 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 I'm surprised England got through, but it's great, great that England have gotten through. I mean, it makes set up, sets up for a, one hell of a final this evening, that's for sure. It is going to be something that everybody wants to watch and make sure. So one of the things that I, I, f- I found interesting, I, I read something or saw something where you were talking about um, Sports News Africa, the new channel, and that it does offer an opportunity to cover potentially different sports and not the frontline sports that we always get to watch. And I was thinking about that when uh, we have a young South African who just went into the finals of the wheelchair tennis with Wimbledon and just how exciting that was and, and something we should be celebrating. Talk to us about the diversity of sports that don't necessarily get the coverage that they would normally get. I mean, I'm thinking of things like rowing and fencing and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Just and before I do, just to clarify something, the channels it's actually the SABC Sports Channel. Sports News Africa is actually it was a it was a program and an idea that I was developing for many years, and I was running. I had created it in London, and unfortunately, it it's not running at the moment. But it's sports news is a very key still, a key part of my ambition in terms of what I think that 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 sports television should drive, particularly in the free to air space, to make people. Because I'm a great fan of the conversation of sport and the narratives of sport. And it speaks to what you're saying is that is that it's important not just to have content, and particularly as a national broadcaster, that we're not just focused on um, you know the big shiny stuff that's out there. And it's great, you know, we know that it's expensive and it's great. People love that, but you need to reflect the sport and you need to reflect the experiences and and realities of the world around you, particularly again as the free-to-air national broadcaster. And you need to be able to engage with with Africans on a broader level. And so sport that we show on the SABC should, I think, as much as possible, you know, reflect that and those experiences. And people should see themselves in what we put onto the SABC. Not to say that we shouldn't have some of those great, big, shiny moments as well as sport <laughs> that, that should be there. But 
in the rest of space. And this is what's so exciting about the channel, because up until now on the SABC, um, you know, we all the sports had to either reside on SABC 1, 2, and 3, and it's an ongoing fight to find space for it. And largely, we've only been able to find the space for the, that big, shiny stuff that can guarantee, you know, big advertising spend and big viewership and things like that. Now with the channel, we've got space to put a lot more sport on that's not necessarily has to sort of justify its inclusion on SABC 1, 2, and 3. We yeah. can put it onto the sports channel just because we think people should see this. And as the sports channel grows and as more of the sport is available, and I think that will be, a, you know, will make a big difference to people's lives. You say it will make a big difference. And a little bit earlier, you did talk about the um, binding force that can be sport. Yeah. Let's talk about the binding force. Um, and, 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 and I'm not just talking, as you say, about major games, etc., but about other ways of using sport to support people, to, to keep them uh, occupied, to engage them as they grow up and the like. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Sport is a lot more than what, what some people kind of the way some people portray it. It's a, it's an incredibly important part of the social fabric that that that, that, that of people's lives. It, 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 you know what I mean? It speaks to them in so many different ways. Whether it's just the team that you support or the sport that it does that enables you to kind of step up and and, and express yourself in a way. You know, you get the shy kid that discovers that they've got a talent for sport that actually brings them brings brings something out in them. Um, the way it unifies people around around something, you know, all, all of these things that that, that 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 sport offers, and the fact that sport has also become much more diverse and much more open. If you look at the rise of women's sport, particularly, yeah. which has been huge, and and it's growing in leaps and bounds, and 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 it's it's fantastic. Um, and 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 what's what's been good about it, and you look at things like the FA Women's Super League, which we have on on the SABC, and and also in the um, it used to be called the Sartre Women's Super League. It's now been sponsored by Hollywood Bets. So it's now the Hollywood Bets uh, Super League, um, and um, which is our, our women's equivalent to that. And and sometimes when you watch those games, and it's great football, and you think, you know, I'm not watching this because it's women's football. I'm watching this because it's good football. Exactly. And that kind of thing suddenly becomes, you know, it takes things to a different level. We've also just launched the W Series um, 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 motor racing, which is like the women's um, Formula One. It's like a feeder thing into Formula One. And it's expected that some of the women that are competing at the, in, the, in this, and they race on all the, the same circuits, the Formula One circuits, as part of the Formula One um, racing um, events, you know. So they race on the Saturday, the Formula One races are on the Sunday. And, and we've got that. And there's actually a South African woman, Tamsin Pepper, who's actually in that series, although she won't be racing this season because, um, because of COVID, so she's restricted in her travel, being unfortunately being a South African, you know, because of the, because of the, 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 the way the pandemic has kind of played out and, and the, the variants and things like that. Um, but, um, but, you know what I mean? So it, but it's a great thing, and, and it's fantastic racing as well. So uh, the diversity of it as well. Yeah. You, know, you think of, of, of people that are, you know, disabled, you know, disadvantaged in, in that respect that can't actually, um, you know, the Paralympics, the opportunities that it creates now. Yeah. Everybody, there's no reason for anybody to say, well, you know what I mean? There's no space for me in sport. More and more now there's a space for people in sport. It speaks to more and more people. And I think as a broadcaster, we need to reflect that. You know, it's brilliant. Um, there's something, it's the Ford Foundation research, and it, it goes way back um, where they did research with children. And they said that you could never give a child a whole education as an W-H-O-L-E uh, unless yeah. you actually included sport and the arts. And I've always thought that that yeah. was such interesting research and it should be banged out much louder in so many ways. Yeah. Gary, you, I mean, you're a traveling, 
a traveling man. Like, you've done it. You've done Nigeria. You've done Kenya. You've done London. As you travel, what, what made you come back to South Africa? And certainly, what, what have you learned with uh, all that travel as well? Well, it, it has been an amazing experience, basically, being able to live and work in different places around the world and, 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 and see things differently. Um, and I think I'd say the first thing I learned is that if one thinks that it's always, you always think that it's like it's bad here. You know, everywhere there, there, there's, you, you know what I mean? This whole idea about the grass always being greener, you know what I mean? It, it, it really is a matter of perception. And, and you know, if, people, if you want to find problems and issues at any place in the world, you can find them. And if you want to find good things at any place in the world, you can find them too. And, um, you know, I mean, it's not a cut and dry thing that's saying, well, this place is good and that place is bad, basically. Every place. I often think about and talk about it and say, so, you know, if you weren't, where would be the ideal place that you would like to live and why? And you often you go in your head and you think about it, and then after a while, when you start looking at all, all the elements of it, you think, actually, you know, it's very, very hard because everything has, has a negative to it as well. But I, but, but I think so. I think I've learned to appreciate things on a wider scale and appreciate what one has, basically. Why I came back, because I was working on various contracts and things that I was, that I was, that, that, that had taken me overseas to these various places. And the last contract that I was working on was the Discovery Network in London, and that came to an end at the end in 2017. And I was looking at new options and other, you know, other things to, to pick off. And unfortunately, I don't have a well, not fortunately, unfortunately, but the fact is I don't have a, a British passport. So you know, I was on a work permit, so I had to look at the options. And I thought yeah. to myself, you know, my experience and my focus has been on in Africa, in African sport, in African media, and African broadcasting. And so to sort of re sort of pick things up again. You know, I thought it was best to come come back home to where it started and re and re look at things again, and and I did, and I was working on some projects after coming back, and then the SABC opportunity came along, and it's been great because that's exactly kind of what I what I wanted to kind of come back for, to be able to take what I've learned and bring it back and put it into into practice in, in, in my own country. You know, we were talking to Moki Makura a bit earlier, Africa No Filter, and they are obviously looking at narratives on the African <clears throat> continent. And in many ways, okay, you're doing it through sport, but in many ways you're doing the same thing. It's about saying, well, what are the narratives on our continent that make yeah. us think differently about the world? Yeah. No, exactly. I mean, to me, narrative is one of my favorite buzzwords, basically, because everything <laughs> is about a narrative. Yeah, and, sure. and, and the way the narratives are told and trade. It's like I talk about sport, basically. It's not enough to understand. You never, you'll never understand the big the event, the live match, if you're not going to unless you understand the narrative that goes into making that event. That's why the supporting shows, watching the highlights, getting the documentaries, buying into that is so important. So you've got to get into the narrative. And everything is like that. And every narrative can be told in different kinds of ways. And, and it's the way that... And this is the important thing, is that it's important that the people whose narrative it is, and this goes back to my, really from my times as, as a student at at, 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 at at university, you know, as a student of African literature, is learning the idea is that it's important that the people whose narrative, whose story it is, that they control that narrative. When other people take control of your narrative, then you start losing that power, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's important, I think, particularly from an African perspective, if you think about, I was doing some research recently, that I think about 70% of all the news on, 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 on African news programs and broadcasters around the continent actually comes from European sources. And I think to myself, that is just absolutely so tragic because that's the problem is that we are allowing people from outside to tell the narrative. When I look at the, the, the when I read the, the, the English press and read the way that they would portray the version, their vision of South Africa uh, in many cases and the very other kind of parts of Africa that I know quite well, 
Yeah. And I, I have to shake my head and think, you know, this, 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 they're not actually, you know what I mean? They basically, it's fake news in many ways, you know, and yeah. because we're not controlling the narrative. Gary, your second choice song, and we're going to crack into it, Scott Walker with Montague Terrace in Blue. Why? Um, well, it, it's absolutely, it's, I mean, Scott Walker is one of my absolute all-time favorites. I mean, I just, I've, I've, I've been a fan of his for years. Um, I, I love his music. He's just got one of the most incredible voices, and I'm hoping people, when they hear um, him sing uh, in the song, they'll appreciate that. But I think that the arrangements, as Wally Stott was the, was the orchestrator of, the, of those albums, those are four Scott's albums, one, two, three, and four, which were absolutely brilliant. They just are just such moving and, and, and emotional um, and 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 it's so it's he's it, he's just a, a great singer and a great performer basically and also a writer because he writes he writes a lot of his own material and tells some great stories and I kind of I suppose here began with the narrative thing again a bit like the Cardian can sing you know these are songs that tell stories that are just in such a, a beautiful and poetic way and I, and I and I love that about that so I think that the arrangements the voice. And the story, you know, really, really come together here. And 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 the thing about Scott Walker, you talk about my travelling. You know, I spent a lot of time sort of running around, you know, wandering around Europe in my old days when I was still be, even before I was living there, doing you know uh, a lot of sports stories with football when I was at the African Soccer Show and when I was with um, Super Sport doing the Football Africa Show. And it's been a lot of time on my own, sort of wandering around <laughs> and listening to using headphones. This is Scott Walker when you're wandering around in these places. It was like being in a movie, basically, because <laughs> his, his, his music is so cinematic in that way. Um, and, and it's just so evocative, so I thought it would be a it's great It's your own personal soundtrack. Here we go. My own personal soundtrack. <laughs> but we know. Scott Walker, and that's the choice of our guest presenter. Who would have thunk? Gary Rathbone, General Manager of SABC Sport, and having just launched the SABC Sports Channel Open View uh, for SABC. Some interesting stuff coming out of that one as well. When we come back, we're going to move slightly off the sporting topic and uh, we're going to go to Gary the musician, but uh, also to his guests as well. 9.32, a little bit late, but here we go. Zai with the sports. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. It's 20 to 10. Yep, we're with SFM. Our guest presenter is none other than Gary Rathbone. He's the general manager of SABC Sport. Under his leadership, SABC Sports Channel has, uh, on open view, has launched uh, in the last couple of weeks. And we are very proud to be able to say that we are now covering a variety of sports on the channel as well. Gary, uh, you were talking about uh, listening to music as you walked through Europe and... um, Iona from Cape Town WhatsApp just to say I completely resonate with your guest speaker about walking on your own through Europe with magnificent music coming through your earphones. I did the same in Switzerland as I drove across the Alps listening to this theme song from the Italian job and I felt like I was the lead star in my own movie. So there we go. Were you the lead star in your own movie and do you continue to be so? <laughs> well, I think when you've got headphones on on your own, you do feel like the lead star in your movie. But I think that... Uh, <laughs> One um, one must understand that movies are made by a lot of people going going to making a movie, basically. And, ah, uh, and have to give everybody credit. That's <laughs> a very good answer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gary, I'm, I'm interested in your two guests that you have chosen. We're going to go into your um, Neil Solomon a little bit later uh, when we get him on the line. But we're going to start off with Fred de Vries. And I feel like um, you're taking me certainly to people that I have had known as acquaintances over many years doing incredible work in the cultural sector. And I suppose that's why I, I was quite delighted by the fact that you really did deviate on your choice of guests. We, we expected sporting stars, but no. Fred de Vries, you chose Fred, great writer. Um, talk to us a little bit about Fred. Yeah, Fred, uh, what I chose basically is people who I have good friendships with and have, you know, I mean, like that I resonate with in many ways. And, and the thing about Fred, um, yeah, I mean, absolutely great writer and just a great all-round individual, but also someone who understands the, the sporting side of things as well. So when we, we get together, we talk as much about sports and football and things like that and, uh, as, as about music and, 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 and literature and, and that side of things. And I think that that's, you know, what, what, I, what, I, what I love about him. And, and, you know, I mean, I like that, that we have that kind of, that kind of 360-degree understanding of life because I think that's important, you know, that yeah. we don't, people don't pigeonhole themselves and say, I'm just to this kind of thing or I'm just to that kind of thing, but understand that everything is connected and part of the general flow of, of, of things. And, and that's, um, you know, so, so Fred and I have lots of great conversations about a lot of things that, that interest us, on, interest, interest us on, on a wide range of, of, of things. But, yeah, but a great person and a great writer. I like the idea of the ecosystem of the world, and I think we often forget what kind of an ecosystem we have and how, as you say, all things are connected. Fred, we have got you on the line. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me there. Uh, and hello, Gary, as well. There's no allowances. I, I, actually, I, I just use this as an excuse to have a chat with you, basically. That's why I'm yes, glad. we haven't seen <laughs> each other in a while. <laughs> Fred, I understand that you, you have just recently launched uh, some new works, some new writing. Talk to us about that. Yes, the launch was actually yesterday. It was, of course, a, a virtual launch because of COVID restrictions. We were yeah. supposed to have a, a live launch the week before, but then that was cancelled. Um, but it's, it was actually really nice because I could show quite a few video clips. Um, the, the book is called as. as as you mentioned, Blues for the White Man. And it's, um, it's partly about music. Uh, it's partly about what, what Gary called the ecosystem of life. It's about uh, race as well. It's about it's, it's a story about me partly looking for the source of the music that I used to listen to when I was a teenager. So there was like, you know, bands like Rolling Stones and Led Zeppelin, 10 Years After, Rory Gallagher. And as teenagers in Holland, we thought that was blues music. And then we start uh, learning more about music. You understand that blues actually came from America and from the deep south. And then you start wondering, you know, this, this music was made by poor black people, uh, sharecroppers, uh, vagabonds. Why does that appeal so much to us middle class white boys somewhere down in Europe? And, and in South Africa as well, I guess. And so I, I traveled around the Deep South twice in 2016 for quite long periods, listening to a lot of Tom Petty in my car, because that's great road music. Yeah. And, um, and I talked to a lot of people. I went to all the major music towns, Memphis, uh, Nashville, Atlanta, New Orleans. I went to the, the Mississippi Delta for, where where the blues really started. And I came back and I thought, okay, this is interesting, but it's been done before. So 
So I wanted to go a bit deeper and I went back again and I related the whole experience also to South Africa. Um, so it's become quite a, uh, not such a big book, it's only 240 pages, but the subject matter is quite big because I related to black pain and white supremacy and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you must Fred, read it to get a full idea. It sounds like you have, um, it's a very personal book for yourself. And I wondered, yeah. what, what what are the final outcomes? Are there any final outcomes that as you have written this book, what, what have you come out with? Well, you know, when you travel around in the world, you notice how important mixing of cultures is and how mm. important it is that we learn from other cultures and other cultures learn from us and that being uh, stuck in your own ways will um, will not push us further ahead so yeah. it's, it's mainly a plea for multiculturalism and it's it's also I mean it's not a softy let's all be joined together hippie thing but it's also against the whole idea of identity politics and how that restricts us in our understanding and um, so I've spoken to a lot of people, you know, transgender people as well, and gay people, and activists, and, and the whole lot. And everybody, certainly in America, was very open and willing to discuss much more than I thought they would be. I mean, Black Lives Matter people take hours to talk to you. And yeah. um, then I came back here, and then I, it was when Feast Must Fall was happening. And those students protesting refused to speak to me. And I thought, how sad is that? I mean, they sort of turned their back, physically turned their back to me. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was quite a, a sort of shock because I thought, you don't know who I am. You don't know what I want to ask you. It's just because what I look like that you don't want to speak to me. So the book is against that. Yeah, about opening up two conversations across and um, understanding understanding where people come from and where their ideas come from and yeah. see how we can learn from each other Gary um, it's a great title Blues for the White Man and, and I suppose it's something that uh, you could probably reflect on as well as someone who writes his own music but also as a white man who has a passion for the blues yeah, no, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's what uh, Fred does well, basically. He really can put his finger on the pulse of, well, not the pulse, but the, the issues and the essence of, 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 you know, a lot of what makes the social construct what it is and, and to try and unpick that unra and unravel that. And certainly it is an interesting thing. But I think that's what speaks to the universe. Great stuff is always universal at heart. And that's the yeah. good thing about it. You know, the, the, you know, you can you can hear things that are maybe not of the a genre that you're kind of familiar with, anything like that. But even if it's outside of that, but you know, when it, when it's with great stuff, people can can, can automatically connect it with it without having a an, an existing sense of familiarity with it. And yeah. and things that, that I think that that that's an important thing. And I think that that's very much speaks to the heart of what what Fred's getting across here, basically, that there is a universality. Um, to, you know, how, I mean, if you think about the blues in particular, how it's just, uh, you know, I mean, the influence on, on modern culture, on the world, basically, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. And, 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 and just unpicking that, it just almost says that, that basically million, you know what I mean, as a civilization, we have so much in common across, you know, all areas of, 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 of life, you know, gender, class, race, everything, basically. Yeah. At the heart of it, we're all pretty much... The same, that makes us human.
I look forward to reading it, Fred. I do have a question to Thank ask you. both of you. Um, a, have you ever um, played soccer together? <laughs> no. no, I don't think we have, Fred. Well, that's but... some, something to look forward to. The second question I'm pretty sure you have done is, have you ever been to the Radium Beer Hall together? I'm not sure if we've been there no, together. No, I don't think we did, Fred, as well, either, basically. That's a very good question. You might no, have been there if I played there all this. Surely. We, we, we might have been there at the same time, maybe, but not, not, we did not have gone together, if you know what I mean. Oh. For various gigs and things like that that we would have been at, and, uh, but, but not necessarily gone, gone in together. You know what? If you haven't played soccer together, and if you haven't been to the Radium Beer Hall together, how can you possibly even be friends? <laughs> Because uh, we, we talk well together. We had big um, discussions about who was the most important Beatle. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. That's the really important thing. Yeah, that's a very important question. Talking about important, we're speaking to Gary Rathbone, uh, General Manager of SABC Sport, and uh, also launching SABC Sports Channel on OpenView 124. We're going to go to a spot break, and we're going to come straight out of that with one of Gary Rathbone's own swung songs. Mandela Month on SAFM. The people of South Africa and the people of the world are striving to better society. There are organizations in the world, all of which are striving to bring about peace and stability in the world. And uh, as long as those organizations exist, we have a role to play through them. Let us tackle food insecurity by working together. Nelson Mandela once said education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world. SABC Education recognizes the power of education. The shows that the SABC Education produces contribute to a well-informed audience. SABC Education is important for the future of children. It is also crucial for growth and prosperity of society. Education is the key to success. SABC Education. Enriching minds, enriching lives. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant. Sadly, we need to get out of here. Otherwise, uh, we're not going to get to your next guest. That's uh, none other than Gary Rathburn. You thought he was a sporting fella? Well, he's a musician as well. Gary, whoever you wrote that song about, I hope you made up with her or him afterwards. <laughs> no, actually, it's a very... I, I didn't, unfortunately, but it's actually a very old song. She wrote that for a breakup at the end of 1983, way, way, way back then, that, I, that a long, long-term relationship that I was in at the time and that, that came to an end. Um, but, you know, one has to look for inspiration where one finds it, and, and so that, that, that came out of that. I, I, I think it's a, it is quite an evocative song, and lyrically it's, kind of, it's quite strong in that way. But, yeah, I know it is a sad story. You've, re- you've, re-record, you've re-recorded that song and uh, working with yeah. none other than our, your next guest, which is the wonderful Neil Solomon, who is a publisher. He's got uh, Music Passage 1, doing such great work, Neil, as always. Thank you, Michelle. How are you? I'm I'm super fine and uh, super delighted to have uh, heard that you and Gary are working together. You know, Neil, I wanted to ask you, um, Music Passage One, I, I had a look at the, your, your, your publishing company and there's a quirky bunch of people on that particular 
um, who you are publishing. Talk to us a little bit about why and how. Well, you know, we're a small company and we, we don't want to just go run-of-the-mill kind of thing. And I don't mean that um, against certain songwriters, mm. but but we're going for, as you say, quirky, um, fresh, new songwriters, you know, and I include Gary in mm. that because Gary's just, <clears throat> well, besides being one of my favorite songwriters, just being, he's the most consistent songwriter. Gary never writes a bad song. He may write a song that's better than the others, but he doesn't ever write a bad song, you know. And, and that goes for all the people that we've got on our books. And we, we, we've covered all genres, you know. We've got from um, I'm a Piano to Gom to, mm. to, to Bruce Dennell to Gary Rathbone. So right across the spectrum yeah. in the board of songwriting. Yeah. Um, Gary, uh, what is it about working with Neil that you decided, okay, this is someone, well, first of all, you know him for a long time, but that you think, well, I'm going to carry on working and I want to rework songs like Cold War. I mean, this, what we played was a new version. So that reworking, rethinking, reimagining, talk to us about that. Well, Neil, Neil is someone, as, as you say, I mean, I've known him for a long time and someone has got an immense respect for uh, and, and, and as a songwriter himself, as a musician, and then his vision and, and somebody who's actually put so much into the music industry, um, you know, the, it, 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 it's just, a, you know, he's just a remarkable all-round person. But, but the wow, thing about Neil working with Neil as well, <laughs> <laughs> but Neil's got, what I like about Neil as well, he's got a very, very openness to his vision as well. And and, um, and 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 I think the other thing as well is that there's a sensibility that I think we share in terms of very very lot of the stuff that stuff that I like that he likes and we, you know we share we come in the same space. So to work with somebody like that is a um, you know that that makes it a lot easier. You know yeah. you don't have to explain things. And listen, this is what I'm trying to do. Neil always kind of gets it. And 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 actually the truth of the matter is that Neil and I have actually been working together for quite a few years. Um, and um, and so so for me to, to say to Neil, okay, let's when he got the passage one, you know, publishing up and running, say let's let's. You know, I mean, let, I'd like to be part of. Want to be part of that? I mean, it, it it's absolutely feels just like a, 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 the home that I should be in, as far as mu- musically speaking. Is, is you know, Gary, concerned. there's that term, your side hustle. Do you see music as your side hustle? No, I don't see it as a side hustle. I see it's something that I just kind of got to do. I can't, I can't help myself. I just keep writing the songs, and I've got to keep writing them and trying to record them. And and and, and I was thinking about it the other day. You know, I don't think I'm actually writing or recording stuff because I'm trying to, make, you know, looking for the next hit or something like that. Mm. Kind of what I'm doing is I've realised I've got to a point in my life now. What I'm doing is I'm writing songs and recording them. And then sharing them with friends, basically, and hoping that they'll share it. If they like it, they'll share it with other people. And that, that to try and find people that would like what I'm doing and find an audience in that kind of way. And so I'm just trying to make music for people that would, might like the music that I like, that I make, basically. Um, and, and, and I don't think that there's any major revenue. I don't should be telling Neil this because he's probably hoping that I'm going to have a huge hit and make it <laughs> very rich one day. But, um, but you know what I mean? It's not kind of the, the motivation at, at all anymore for, for, for what I'm doing. And, and I think working with someone like Neil gives me the freedom to kind of work like that, where I'm mean, not saying to me, you know, you've got to sit down and write a hit, basically. Now we need a hit for, you know, it's yeah. me express myself the way I feel, you know, that I, that I have to express it. It's, so um, it's not a side hustle. It's really just something I just feel like I have to do. Gary, I have to say, we just got a, a WhatsApp from someone saying, Gary is an awesomely complete and interesting person, an asset to the SABC. And I think that in closing, what I would like to talk about is this idea of being um, a co- complex man, complex woman, complex human, 
like how mm. we how we look at those things and and Neil maybe you can just talk to that idea as well very briefly we don't have much time at all we literally have two minutes so Neil I'll crack with you just this idea of that we are more than just our parts we are the sum of many parts well I think I think Gary sort of is testament to that because I don't think Gary is in the corporate world separately and and music's a side hustle I think mm. he's just a very complete person who straddles both worlds and if yeah. you if you have it in you you can do that and to me that's a a complete person you know who who's managed to cover all bases yeah one becomes a generalist Gary talk to I, it talk to us I, about I, that I, as well yeah, I think basically what I say is that for me the thing is is that you take the same approach to whatever you do so the approach that I take to writing songs and, and recording is exactly the same approach that I take to working at the SABC in terms of what I'm trying to do, you know. And, you know, if, if I was a plumber or if I was a, a chef or whatever the case may be, you know, I would still take the same approach to try and be a, a creative and, and do it differently or do it in a way that, that, that's fulfilling and interesting, basically, and, and, and make a craft of it. So I think that's the whole thing is just to have that kind of motivation in whatever you do. And it must be to just be, enjoy it and be, and, and, and be as good as you can at it. Let's uh, look at being as good as you can. As we close off, Neil, who's going to win the soccer tonight? I think England. Okay. Well, then it's a, it's a good idea that you and Gary are not watching it together. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Thanks a lot, Neil Solomon. Thanks, Always doing Thanks. amazing work you, in the um, music sector and the music industry. Gary, as we close off with you, a big shout-out. I'm sure you want to just do that for the SABC Sports Channel. It is um, a new, fresh look for SABC and demonstrates a turnaround of the organization as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm very proud of the team that I've been working with to make this all happen. And, and I think it's really going to have a significant impact on the lives of, 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 of ordinary South African sports fans, the millions that can't afford to kind of, you know, pay those the, the, the subscription fees, um, you know, to, to the pay TVs networks out there. Uh, and that's what I want to do is we are you know, able to do that. And I think we can achieve that with this. It's going to be a, it's going to be a game changer. And that's at it for now. That's our guest for today, Gary Rathbone. Thanks so much for joining us. It's 10 o'clock. It's time for the news. It's no longer good morning. It's